I'm going to pray as well. Father God, come and take these words and help us this morning. Help us to know you more. The living God who gives us living hope in all circumstances. Amen. Well, it is really good to be with you. This is number eight. And, uh, you know, you go through that uh, that thing where you kind of go, what, what is all this about? Um, Meg described it last week um, after Sunday as feeling a bit discombobulated. Uh, I hope, you know, as you get into the rhythm of this, that you feel more combobulated, whatever that is. Um, wherever you're at this morning, uh, it might be that you're, you're in that play, place of delight and joy and you're loving it because the sun's shining this morning well it is in bath um i don't know whether it's shining in south sudan with kate this morning um wherever you are whether it's in that place of joy or 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 maybe you're exhausted from being on the front line or maybe you're finding yourself uh at home not able to see the people that you love and 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 even if you're an introvert, you've probably had enough of it by now. Uh, or maybe, you know, you're you're wrestling with the thought that actually secondary school kids, most of them are not going to go back to school until September. And it's tough and it's hard. Wherever you're at this morning, I pray that as we look at God's word together, that you would be encouraged. That you would know how to live well so that you can receive the living hope that God has got for you. We, we don't just have to survive in this season. We don't just have to get through. But God wants to do something more in each one of us and in communities. So as we come to this passage in 1 Peter, and uh, a little bit like some of the other letters in the New Testament addressed to the early church at a difficult time, you get past the kind of the, the, the first chapter or so, and then you hit this stuff that is uncomfortable and it's difficult. So we just need to name that up front in this passage in terms of what is difficult in this passage. And the bit that's difficult is this submit word. Uh, You know, it is submit to authority, submit to people who are in charge, honour the emperor. If you're reading it in the NIV, that includes honouring the prime minister, Boris Johnson. So I hope that whatever you're putting on Facebook about him, uh, while it might be reflective, also is honouring to him. But then it goes on about submitting as slaves uh, to masters. Haven't we moved on from all of that stuff? And then it goes on about uh, wives submitting to husbands. And aren't we definitely beyond all of that? Well, uh, I've preached on a number of occasions about wives submitting to your husbands. It's really great fun to preach on a passage like that at a wedding, actually. It kind of gets everyone on the edge of their seats. And my take is always that it's about mutual submission, which is what Paul highlights in a number of other passages. But enough of that for today. You see, this passage has got a context which makes sense of the submit. It's got a context that makes sense of the submit. And the context is this, that we are citizens of heaven. It says that in the passage that we're foreigners and exiles. In this world, we are 
strangers. We are exiles from our home. Our home is heaven. We have been given a passport for the kingdom of heaven. That is where our citizenship resides. And in that context, God says to us, as citizens of heaven, that we are to submit to human authority. And as we do that, that people will see how we live, and even if they give us a hard time, it will silence their ignorant talk. I mean, it's quite harsh, this bits of this passage. It also then goes on to say that we are to live good lives. Good lives. Um, you know, we're to be in the world making a difference, or as Jesus put it, we are to be salt and light in the world. We're to live as free people, making a difference, but doing good. But then there's this weird thing where it says that we're to be God's slaves. How does that work? Oh, you know, this submitting stuff really bumps each time we bump into this in the Word of God, because everything in our culture teaches us that we are supposed to be this kind of island. We're supposed to be uh, self-sufficient. We're supposed to provide for ourselves. We're supposed to get what we can out of life because, you know, we've got to live in the moment. We only live once in this life, so we've got to make the most of it. But the Bible teaches us a different way to live, to submit to the King of Kings so that we can have fullness of life, to be this slave of God so that we can be completely free in him. It's a kind of topsy-turvy world. But then there's this comeback that happens as we are salt and light in the world. And this is the bit that I kind of want to try and dig into if I can this morning. You see, there's this idea in the New Testament, in the New Testament that we are to participate in the suffering of God for the benefit of the world. You see, to be a citizen of heaven, to be a foreigner and an alien or an exile in the world, is not a ticket out of here so that we can disconnect. We're to be deeply rooted in our communities. And so I hope and I pray that you are part of your neighbourhood WhatsApp group if they've got one. I hope and pray that you are looking out for your neighbours. I hope and pray that you have got that eye for those places where you can serve others in the name of Jesus Christ. Places where you can be salt and light. And you know, sometimes as you do that as a follower of Jesus, there's going to be comeback. People will actually give you a hard time for doing good. And there'll be another kind of comeback as well. And it's the comeback that is uh, where you get spiritual hassle, where you get heaviness, distress, because you're trying to do the things of God in the world. And with each of those contexts, what you're doing is you're participating in the suffering of Jesus Christ in the world so that others can have hope and have light. I don't mean that we are paying the price. Let's be clear. Jesus has done that once and for all. But what we're doing is we are joining in 
with him. That's what this passage describes for us, that we are joining in with him. So I want, if I may, to um, try and do this a little bit differently this morning. I want, if I can, uh, just to try and draw what I've just described because I've been trying to make sense of this passage all week and I, I think for me this is what I've come up with. This is how it makes sense. So I hope that this is helpful and forgive me, I'm not an artist. Um, but um, you know, you can enjoy it and you can, uh, you can laugh at the vicar drawing funny pictures on the screen afterwards. Um, so uh, this is us and we are citizens of heaven. We have been included in, and the other thing is I can't spell for toffee. Uh, I mean, I can't spell actually for toffee, but if I spell stuff wrong, just I, I've got over it. We are citizens of heaven. We have been included. Included, if you like, we have been given a passport that gets us there. But this citizenship of heaven is not an exit plan. It's not a strategy so we can just wait until we die and go and be with Jesus. We are supposed to be in the world. And the way that we are supposed to be in the world, as Jesus describes it, is that we are to be salt and light. The reason we're supposed to be salt and light, doing good in the world, apart from being Jesus' hands and feet in the world, is that as we are light, as we do good, we help others to be able to see the kingdom of heaven. We help others to be able to see that God loves them, that he's got a plan for them. And so if you're watching this morning, and you don't yet know Jesus, this is for you. He loves you, he's paid the price for you, and he wants to get to know you. So I pray that you'll do that. And if you haven't yet signed up for Alpha, get on that link that's on the description on Facebook or on YouTube and sign up now. It's the Discover link and uh, we've got a session this Thursday. But as we do this, as we live in this way, citizens of heaven, but playing our part in the world, sometimes that comes with this payback. There's grief. And we kind of get hassle, as it were. And one of the ways that we get hassle is in our minds. So it comes from other people sometimes, but it's in our minds and it's spiritual. And we're to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. That's a continual process. But this... This is a battle sometimes, and sometimes we have to contend for things. And as we're in that place, so we are participating in his suffering. You see, Jesus bore our sins on the cross. He died in our place so that we might live for righteousness so that we might live for righteousness. This is not effort. This is a gift from him. You know, if this morning, like Wes's video in the intro, if this morning you feel shame, if you feel like you're not worthy, like you can't come to God, 
then what you need to know is that God deals with all of that because of what he's done on the cross. He bore our sins, our wrongdoing, our mess. But he also clothes us as a free gift with righteousness and he heals us. We have been healed and we are being healed by his wounds. But here's the rub. Here's the real challenge for this morning. You see, we were like sheep going astray. We were lost in our own way of doing things. But if you return to the shepherd, the good shepherd of the sheep, then he will be the overseer of your soul. The overseer of your soul. You see, this submit word that we think is so awful and overbearing, actually it's to submit to him, the good shepherd, being the overseer of our soul. How does that happen? Well, Jesus puts it like this. Unless a kernel of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. You see, if we want to follow Jesus, what we have to do is we have to surrender everything. We have to put our hands up in submission to allow ourselves to fall to the ground and die. And if we do that, if we surrender, submit, make ourselves subject to the good shepherd, Jesus, then what he does is he comes in and brings us fullness of life. And that is the place to fruitfulness. That's the place where we'll see, that's the place where we'll see him make a difference in the world. So folks, as we get ready to to settle down for the long haul, and I do think it might be a long haul before we're able to meet together as a church in the way that we used to meet together, and that'll probably be around the world. Get ready each day to submit to Jesus Christ afresh, to choose to follow him, to walk in his marvellous light, to allow him to be the cornerstone, the shepherd. And if you haven't done that, if you don't know this Jesus, the one who brings life and hope in all circumstances, then you can get to know him this morning. I'm going to pray in a moment and I invite you uh, to pray with me, to to say these words, to echo them in your heart, whether you've been following Jesus for a long time or whether you want to start following him this morning. You see, we can either do things in our own strength or we can allow Jesus to be the overseer of our souls. I'm going to pray. Lord Jesus, You know the days that I have. You know that I've tried to do things in my own way. And I'm tired of doing things in my own way. Jesus, I choose to come to you this morning. Whether I've been following you for years or whether I want to start following now choose to come to you Jesus 
sorry for the things I've done wrong. Forgive me. Fill me with your life, with your living hope. And be the overseer of my soul. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray.